0: Welcome back to the second hour of the program, SEN Summer Mornings with Julian King. Great to have you along on SEN 1170am in Sydney. SEN Q 693 in Brisbane, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast and through the SEN app, 0457736736. A lot of texts coming through with Camerons and uh, opinions, very firm opinions too, on Steve Smith opening the batting, Cameron Bancroft snub and Cameron Green in the side. So just to recap, Cameron Bancroft missed out on a test recall Reports saying Steve Smith will open. Cameron Green will return to that middle order in his favourite number four position. In the women's cricket, Australia have defeated India in the final T twenties national by seven wickets with eight balls to spare, half centuries to Elisa Healy and Beth Mooney, Annabelle Sutherland player of the match with figures of 2 for 12. The Strikers in the Big Bash last night kept their finals hopes alive with a win over the Hobart Hurricanes and the West Tigers restructure continues in addition to recruitment manager Scott Fulton being let go. The Joint Venture Club is also part of company with Head of Wellbeing and Education Alan Thompson as well as a gear steward. We'll catch up with Brett Phillips shortly in the program to chat all things tennis. He's at live in Adelaide at the moment. We've got the Women's Tournament happening in Hobart. We're counting down the days to the Australian Open and then you'll catch BP. Every Monday night on the network, the first serve is one of the marquee programs on SEN. It's been here for, what, over a decade now. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six to the open line we go. G'day Shane. Jules, happy new year, mate. And to you, my friend.
1: Um, look, um, the um, sacking of Scott Fulton from West mm. Tigers. Uh, you could see the writing was on the wards. Benji's team, he wants to yep. run it. And look, the reason Fulton probably got the flick too is, well, the Fultons have been on the nose down at Manly for years. They've been trying to run the club like their own private fiefdom. And if anybody knows anybody that's got anything to do with the club at Manly, they know what's going on down there and they had to be cleaned out. Um, I think the Tigers will go all right with Benji. Um, you know, they, they're on the right direction. But the big improvers, I think, will be the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, you look at Flegler. Uh, you look at Avarello. Uh, Farnworth, Avarello. Farnworth, uh, yeah. mate, and and they've been training the house down and, and the young halves, another year of experience. Yeah, with, that's... Um, Wayne it, up it's there. interesting I you say that. Really, I, I think they'll
0: be in the eight. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about the halves. Some might have identified that as a weak spot. I mean, Katoa probably thrown in a bit before his time and he faded the back end of the year. But, you know, this was a kid that was so highly regarded that Penrith didn't want to let him go. Sean O'Sullivan had the injury, but, you know, ably deputised for... For, for Nathan during his time at Penrith, very dependable player. But you're right, I mean, Avrillo, he was a fan favourite at the Docks. Really talented mm. footballer, they didn't want to let him go. So with him and Farmworth, genuine speed. Flegler, now their packs are starting to look a bit better. You'll get Gilbert back, hopefully fully fit as well. Uh, a decent side. You talk about improvers, I think you're absolutely right. They'll be one. And look, the Tigers, firstly, they, they can't go any worse, can they, Shane? But it deserves to be Benji's team. It deserves to be yeah, Benji's team. And some of those reports saying, "Oh, Fulton got Lewide to the club. He chased for Blake." But let's be honest, Loui doesn't go to that club if Benji's not the coach.
1: Mm. Yeah, look, it's Benji's team, and um, good luck to him. Hope they have a good season. Just on the New Orleans Saints uh, taking a knee and actually going for the touchdown. Yeah, a lot of people don't realise that the players are oh, they can't stand the coach Dennis Allen. And this was their way of – not not against the Falcons. I mean, the rivalry is huge. They hate the Falcons, and the Falcons hate the Saints. They've, you will never get rid of that rivalry. But they want the coach gone. And the coach told them not to do the play, but they did the play because they want Dennis Allen gone. And it's a power play from the players, and he could be in a bit of strife there. I know they almost missed the, missed the playoffs, just missed the plus. But, I mean, Dennis Allen is on the nose with the Saints, and the players can't wear him. And this was their sign to say, it's our team.
0: Yeah, it's player power. Who do you like? You, I'm still on the Ravens for the Super Bowl, Shane.
1: Oh, Ravens! Mate, they're unstoppable. You get, mate. Yeah. I wish I got on a with a month ago at fifteen to one. No, mate, my brother. Destroyed... Yeah, my brother at the start of the year got him at twenty fives. Oh, mate, he's a special. They, they can't look. I don't think they can be beaten. There's nobody in the AFC can beat them. Kansas oh. has done. Taylor Swift has destroyed that team. <laughs> they're they're, they're not, <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah, no, and look, the Ravens have already gone through the NFC. They've killed the Cowboys and, and the Forty ers and, and the Lions. If the if the Ravens don't win, it'll be the biggest shock I think in in Super Bowl yeah. history. They, mate, their defense is awesome, and Lamar Jackson, he's just sublime as a quarterback. He, he's yeah. one of the best I've seen. I can't see him getting beat. I really can't.
0: Mm. Kansas City, every time they lose, I guess they're just going to have to shake it off, aren't they, Shane? Good to get your thoughts, mate. Thank you. Mate. See you, buddy. Cheers. 1-300-01-1170 is that open line number. <laughs> Taylor Swift has ruined the Chiefs. <laughs> Wouldn't be the only one to say that. Although that was, you know how Joe Coy who was the comedian at the opening monologue of the Golden Globes, You made a joke about that. He said, oh, at the Golden Globes, Taylor Swift is here, but the camera won't be on her as much as, as it is every time she's at a Kansas City Games. Uh, that's probably a good point you had there. A very good point. Now, Spud, just hold the line, because we've got to get to Brett Phillips before that. Just very quickly... Uh, reckon Steve Smith wanted a bit of payback to Cameron Bancroft for ruining his legacy to captaincy. Him going to open and shuts the door on him, says the heif. full. Well, that's interesting. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. I mean, he's not a selector, though, is he? So, Maestro, do you want to get to Spud before BP? Yep. OK, let's go to Spud right now. Morning, mate. Yeah, Hey, uh, Just What's been giving me the shits over the past couple of weeks,
2: all this talk about <laughs> Tell me. Steve Smith needing a new challenge? I would have thought his challenge was scoring runs for Australia, and he hasn't really been scoring bucket
1: loads anyway. didn't do much in the Ashes. He didn't cash in again.
2: Uh, We've got 100 it, in makes the it
1: Ashes. Sound like, yeah. Oh, okay,
2: sorry. But, you know, he hasn't been scoring tons of runs like the old Stu Smith. So I thought yeah. that in itself would have... I mean, well, when we, I hear this talk, I, it makes it sound like he's bored where he is
0: you know what i mean well look i mean steve smith would have done what was best for the team spud and if he puts his hand up and says you know what i'll give this a crack and you back him in and i think given his resume steve smith he's entitled to say to them you know what i'll give this a shot and his numbers as we said there you know if he comes in the first two overs historically he's averaged over 100 so people say it's unprecedented well yes and no At the same time and by his lofty standards steve smith okay he's not churning out the thousand run seasons average 60 he averaged what 42 43 in the calendar year 2023 with 900 odd runs not off the charts but not horrible not horrible i'm backing him in i'm backing him in and is he the batter he was four years ago probably not but he's still one of the first picked Good on you, Spot. I've got to fly. 0457 736 736. Time to talk tennis again with our resident tennis expert, Brett Phillips, is on the line right now. Morning, BP. Uh,
2: morning, Jules.
0: You know, it's interesting. So, Jordan Thompson who's one uh, of a fan favourite at the moment. He won again in Adelaide overnight after defeating Rafa in that marathon. And apparently he's a big West Tigers fan in the National Rugby League. So Peter Basaltus, he calls Rugby League for the Nine Networks. says, oh, well, yeah. he's wanting to get a call up to, to Tigers training. With Benji Marshall, they've been chatting a lot of West Tigers this morning. And, and I did make the point, I said, well, the Tigers who've had consecutive wooden spoons, BP, they could do worse than to just replay Jordan Thompson's match against Rafa. So this is what persistence and grit looks like.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that, uh, Jules. He's, he's always been, you know, super fit, uh, Jordan. Uh, he's had a, a training base over there in Florida for a long time. Uh, in fact, he's got his uh, American trainer out here as part of his team for the entire Aussie summer. He is, you know, he's put in a lot of hard yards across the journey, so he's never been blessed with, you know, the huge weapons that, you know, the, the players have. But in terms of uh, competing, in terms of his IQ and his intelligence and construction of points out on the court, he is right up there with anyone. He sees the game as good as anyone. I remember we had him on SCN in special comments um, his nickname used to be Humphrey. You uh, couldn't get a word out of uh, Jordan Thompson and uh, Jules, and he's come out of his <laughs> shell the last few years. I thought, what's he going to offer you in special comment? We had to have a little pep talk and say, Jordy, I need you to you know, comment. Yeah. You're the player. I need you mm. to give us some really good insights. We were doing a Nick Kyrgios match, and um, he spent most of the match with his, his head in his hands going, I would never even contemplate playing that shot. I mean, you couldn't get more <laughs> contrasting <laughs> players. Yeah. Um. Uh, but... Just the way he saw the game was brilliant. So maybe he's going to get the rewards from here. He's toiled. You know, I remember him being at Melbourne Park as a 17 year old, winning the wild card playoff. I reckon he almost went back to back. And I thought, well, who is this guy from Sydney who's loud and animated and, you know, a bit brash, and, you know a bit of a chip on his shoulder? But he had that competitiveness from day one. And he's close to his career high ranking. If he can get inside the top 40 this year, That'd be terrific, and uh, he's got Musetti next, uh, the fourth seed, world number 25, so it'll be a step up for Jordan oh. a little bit later on today, and we'll get a feel for that uh, matchup. So
0: defeated Facundo Diaz Acosta, 6-2, 6-2, Serve very well. Uh, wins as well, BP Peter, Alex Bolt and Chris O'Connell. Uh, how do they play?
2: I thought O'Connell was brilliant. He started the day up against the, uh, the big Frenchman, Arthur Indignesh, who uh, obviously was runner-up to the Nancy Koganakas a couple of years ago in Adelaide. But, yeah, look, O'Connell's first win, he, he played that you know, three-hour match against Popper and first round in Brisbane. They had to be a loser, unfortunately. Uh, he's got that beautiful single-handed backhand. Look, he, he's actually, his game is set up really well. I mean, he does everything pretty well. It's just little subtle improvements and, you know, been able to sort of go the distance in sets and points, maintain that concentration, not have dips, but you know he got to 53 in September last year and very capable of being top 50 and to think five years ago he had no ranking, he was cleaning boats and working in retail for a living and everyone said he had to talent this guy and he just had to put it together, he had some injuries. And he's one that you know, doesn't come home to Australia during the year. He spends his time. He's got a training base over in, um, uh, I think it's in, no, oh, what part of Europe? It's not, it just escaped me right now, but he's got a great setup. And yeah, he was really good yesterday. Alex Bolt, it was good. Uh, Rinky Hidjikata, not quite good enough last night against Dan Evans, competitive, but he's 1 12 against the top 50. So that's the next hurdle for Rinky to. Climb over and Adam Walton and yeah, James McKay, yeah, Belder, you know, better opponents, and they'll uh, take a lot out of, you know, playing that sort of tour level match standard.
0: So Thompson, uh, O'Connell, and Bolt, I believe it, they're back in action today, is that right, BP? Yeah,
2: yeah correct. And then, yeah, on the women's side, we, we see Alana Rebuck, you know, Wimbledon, uh, sorry, Brisbane, well, she's a Wimbledon champion, Brisbane mm. champion, uh, who's obviously top seed. In Adelaide, she'll play uh, tonight. So looking to go back-to-back before the Australian Open. So, yeah, obviously all the courts will be full in Adelaide today. Uh, live on the 9 Gem at 11.30 uh, Eastern, uh, Jules. So we'll see you through the coverage uh, throughout the day. And, yeah, crowds have been terrific. And uh, it's a beautiful setup up there at Memorial Drive.
0: Yeah, it is excellent. We'll have that up on the screen. So just one more thing on that too. Uh, uh, Von Drusova, she withdrew from the tournament. Right hip injury. Uh, she in any doubt for the AO? BP, as do we? Well, not? I
2: think players, players take a conservative approach knowing a slam is around the corner. And uh, this is, well, I do feel for these tournaments in the week leading in uh, because we're seeing a lot of lucky losers uh, stick around. I mean, Taylor Townsend sticks around last night and she wins. It's <laughs> like yeah. uh, that can happen so often in tennis, so the margins are small. But yeah, Vondrosa have played United Cup. Uh, the players have, you know, particularly the women have had a couple of months off working into the season. Maybe not a hundred percent cherry ripe, but yeah, I think they'll uh, rather than uh, maybe have a niggle and play that tournament. I'll say, let's get to Melbourne, and make sure we're right for the Australian Open. Now, I want to
0: get your thoughts on this. Arena uh, Rodianova, hundred and fifth ranked player in the world, the number one woman on the Australian rankings, not getting a wild card for the Australian Open. Suffice to say, she's not happy. She thinks the decision is personal, stemmed from many incidents that happened between herself and people in charge from years and years ago. So, suggestions are the cards are marked. Instead, they gave the wild cards to Kimberly Beryl, Olivia Gadecki, Daria Savile, and, and Taylor Preston. Does she have a point, or is this just some sour grapes?
2: Well, it's really simple, the whole wild card debate for me, Jules. You, you earn your stripes. It's as simple as that. I, I, I just totally disagree. I totally disagree that the four Grand Slam nations get to pick home wild cards. My view on this is for the four majors you have your players who obviously earn their spot through direct entry. Then you're always going to have 16 qualifying spots and then the rest should be wild cards given to either former grand slam champions. Yep. And that, well it's probably just former grand slam champions. So in this case, you know, you say to Kerber and and Wozniacki and Osaka, who have come back from maternity leave, who have had a spell out, or it could be a Grand Slam champion that's been injured, you know, for the last 12 to 18 months. Um, and then there's obviously players who are using protected rankings, okay, who are eligible to be in that direct entry part of the draw. But this is where, this this debate comes up every single year. The fact of the matter is, it's an opinion, I mean, people may disagree, Arena over is 34. She's never been inside the top 100 and yes she had a great year last year she pulled her ranking back 200 spots won 78 matches but it shouldn't be a sense of entitlement here this is a bonus thing that you're given a wild card and this is where we have this debate every year down here and then ta have got to explain themselves why they give wild cards and they are now more going to younger players Because they have that discretion to do that unless something's going to change in tennis. But that goes for the GB, it goes for France, it goes for the US. Burn your stripes for the majors. The tour events around the country, Adelaide, Brisbane, Sydney, whatever. Yes, I don't mind that, giving uh, local players a wild card. But for the pillars of the sport, you get there on merit. Not you're 250 in the world and you're given a wild card from Australia into the Australian Open, you bomb out first round 6-1, 6-2 and you're given $120,000, mm. which sets up your year for travel and everything else, and the same players keep reappearing and qualifying, Julian, year after year, because they're not good enough to be inside the top 100, which is where yeah. you want to be.
0: Yeah, six more ranking spots or five more ranking spots, and she doesn't need to level those those accusations. Just Just one more thing on that, the Australian Open still have that I think a reciprocal agreement with the French Open. Am I right in saying, Brett?
2: Yeah, I disagree with that as well. We have it with the French. We have it with uh, the US. Uh, We don't have it with Wimbledon. Wimbledon do their own thing, and they uh, pick their own wild cards. No agreements with the other uh, Grand Slam federations. But I totally disagree with that uh, as well. I, I just think you get there courtesy of your ranking being good enough from whatever country you are. Uh, around the world. But that's my view. I've held it for a little while and everyone will have their own view
0: on it. Good to hear it. Great stuff as always, Brett. Uh, Just stay safe on the road. I heard a car honking a
2: horn. I hope that wasn't directed at you, mate. (laughs) We'll catch all your great work on the night. Yeah, go on. Well, I'm in a 40 zone and I was concentrating so hard to speak to you, Jules, I might have slowed down to 25, so uh, probably got a deserved honk.
0: Uh, uh, there you go. All right, we'll let you get back to your safe <laughs> drive and we'll catch you on the Nine Network and on SEN. Good on you, Brett. Thank you, Julian. There he is, Brett Phillips, SEN tennis expert. Interesting what he says. Okay, she's the top-ranked player, Roddy Nova, but 34. Not going to get any better. She might say, well, they're, they're judging me over what had happened to Park. You know, maybe there's a bit of that. But putting all that aside, if you're picking these, is there an upside to picking somebody like Gadecki? Over Roddy Nova. I suspect there is. Now, 34 years of age, 105. If you're five ranking spots better, then you don't have to worry about arguing the point about a wild card. You qualify for the main draw anyway, so maybe focus on that instead. Oh, four, five, 736 736. You're on Summer Mornings.